Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Become a diehard. Go PHNX.com. We didn't get a victory Monday live on air. We're going to take our victory lap today. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bull Brock. Nothing short of Cardinal information coming out here on a Tuesday. But first and foremost, how are you, Bull Brock? New, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. We had our audio-only podcast that dropped last night we talked about victory monday so if you want to like really enjoy victory monday vibes check out the oddly only but we'll echo those sentiments and more today even had a clip from jonathan gannon's uh press conference yesterday where uh you know he was asked i think from bob McManaman at the time as far as what makes kyler murray so good and jonathan gannon was basically like how much time you got you know, uh, we think we have the clip, uh, award-winning producer Damon Dog. If we could, we'd just fire that off right out of the gates here because uh, obviously some headline news making its way to the Twitter streets and more. Here's what Jonathan Gannon had to say about his quarterback. Took me too long. Um, I think, um, you know, everything that you want out of a quarterback, command, um, competitiveness. Uh, then when you talk about the skill set, uh, accuracy, decision-making, arm talent. Then you go, when that doesn't happen, ability to extend plays. Um, and he sees the game, he's never sped up. So he sees it, you know, extremely fast, extremely quick, he's not sped up. And and honestly, I think that it will improve as we move forward because he's eight weeks into a system. So I think sky's the limit. If you've been listening to this podcast for, I don't know, three, four months, uh, you've gotten confirmation many times that Jonathan Gannon, Monty Austin Ford expected Kyler Murray to be the franchise quarterback in 2024. And I think you got confirmation from the fan base that they're, you know, they're okay with that after the come from behind <laughs> victory against the Philadelphia Eagles where Kyler Murray had three touchdown passes in the second half. But it's great to see a unified front of sorts. And again, we romanticize prospects. We talk about college quarterbacks. Fact of the matter is this, Cardinals are not going to have the first overall pick. The Arizona Cardinals are going to be picking somewhere between three and seven. I feel like pretty pretty confidently we know that definitively. Maybe, maybe two if things fall apart this weekend. What we also know is that Kyler Murray is going to be the guy pulling the strings and is their signal caller in, in 2020, 2024 and beyond. If, if Kyler Murray enters the fold with the hardest strength of schedule remaining and somehow goes 500 
four and four if you beat Seattle this weekend. That's a modern NFL miracle, given mm-hmm. the, the talent discrepancy between these teams that they're facing. I, I think that at the end of the day, this is something that the Cardinals wanted to have happen. They needed to see it with their eyes. And I, I think dating back to November, when Jonathan Gannon saw Kyler Murray in practice, it was like, if I can't work with this, if we can't make this work, that's an indictment as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, I feel like, especially in press conference situations, like you're trying to get answers for questions that you don't know the answer for. Yeah. Anytime you you hear Jonathan Gannon talk about Kyler Murray, even off of, after a pedestrian, below average performances uh, throughout his return since week 10, you know, he's he's been very complimentary. Even when we've seen those performances where I think people were, were wanting more from the quarterback, Jonathan Gannon's been there to kind of lift up his quarterback and, yeah. and reassure everybody that he has full confidence in him. And, you know, that clip right there, I didn't even think the question had to be asked. Moving forward, well, there's only one week left in the season. I mean, what, what he, after just eight weeks, like, I don't know. Are Bonita fish big? Uh, they're what you could call a trophy fish there, Dale. Yeah, I guess you could say they're pretty big. I mean, Kyler Murray's the Cardinals franchise. That was this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, just don't, I don't know man i just i thought that we this has been settled but i mean it, it sure i mean if people are going to ask him straight up and he's going to be as definitive as he was on, on local sports talk radio today then great but i'm pretty sure that we'd answer that question we did this show did uh <laughs> alex 499 we enjoying that k1 kool-aid for at least one more year i i mean i think they're going to go to the playoffs next year alex i think and thank you for the super chat i, I like I think this time next year, it's going to be a situation in which, oh my God, thank God we have Kyler Murray under contract. If he stays healthy and we, we map this out on Twitter, like he's going to throw for over 30 touchdowns next year. He, his, his projection this year, over 17 games is 30 touchdowns with a middling team off a torn ACL. That you just, are we taking that for granted now? I, I, Michael Penix Jr. was awesome last night. He threw two touchdowns in a college football game when he's got all, the, be, the best wide receivers on the field. Kyler Murray threw three touchdowns against the defending NFC champions on the road with Greg Dorch and Trey McBride and James Conner <laughs> in a, in a watered down offense because, and Michael Wilson, because Hollywood Brown's injured and Deandre Hopkins was cut from this team back in May. Like that's what Kyler Murray has to work with. And I don't know. I, again, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. I want Kyler Murray on this team. You are hundred uh, percent right to have that opinion. I'm just going to disagree with you because I've seen the alternative for this franchise. Like, I, I just I push back on people. Don't you want stability? Don't you want clarity? Like they have clarity now that they can go in this offseason and load up. And then that the mood in that locker room. And I love the clip, by the way, from Jonathan Gannon talking about awesome for that you put on PHNX Cardinals bow, basically saying, like, Monty and I talk every day, and he's yeah. about like down the line. I'm in the moment. It's gonna be a really fun time in the moment saying we have a franchise quarterback. Let's get him as much help as possible so we can win games next year. Yeah. Anybody wants to go through the rigors of let's take a wild card on a young quarterback. I mean, that's after last offseason when we stripped this roster down. Nobody wants to do that. The one thing that is very refreshing about this new brain trust, this this new the new decision makers in town and Monty Osafort and Jonathan Gannon, like sure, like they'll tell you some things in press conferences and it'll be coach speak, it'll be general manager speak. For the most part, they're not disingenuous. Like they, yeah. they were far from it. And when you see authentic reactions like Monty Austinfort after the game, just clobbering people because he's so excited, high-fiving and hugging people, including Kyler Murray, because he is just so 
you know, uh, sky high as far as in an elation, as far as his team pulling off the upset for their coach. And you saw that against Dallas and you saw that in a couple other wins, I think against Atlanta, uh, where Monty Austin for like is celebrating these dubs, despite what people believe, like what would benefit this team as far as losing. But like these guys, when they talk about Kyler Murray, they're not just blowing smoke. Like they believe in him as a quarterback and they've stood behind him and Sure, like they were looking for their first opportunity at the respective positions, but at the same time, like Kyler Murray was one of the big reasons that made this position appealing for both Austin Fort and Gannon. Now, still, they needed to find out for themselves, and, and Gannon's maintained that with any decision that they make going forward. But, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, there's certainly questions surrounding him, but as far as the skill set and then the confidence to really tap into that skill set, I think. Monty and JG both believe in it. And then like, yeah, to hear that from JG in the quote is they're in lockstep, right? That they're talking this roster and its players on a daily basis. And obviously they've got, like you said, that what Monty's doing and then what JG's doing, like they have very different roles. But as far as talking players and that continued communication, as far as what they're going to do with the players currently on the team and the players that they're going to, you know, hopefully view and, and identify as solutions for this team down the road, he said it's it's the lifeblood of this program. And that, my God, that didn't exist. It has to have you excited. Both of them scouting background and uh, to steal from JG, both love ball. And uh, the, this organization's in good hands going forward. They absolutely are. And, you know, I'll get to this super chat here from our guy, Richard, $1.99. Thank you so much. Richard. K1 is my QB. Glad the coaching staff saw it my way. I think, <laughs> you know, believe what they do and believe what they say. And, and they've been with Kyler Murray every step of the way. Now that that like if Kyler Murray had not taken the approach that he had, if he didn't buy into his his rehab, if he if he wasn't a team player, if he didn't you know play well, if all those things didn't happen, like that gave the Cardinals an out to move off of him. But Kyler Murray, just like Gannon and Austin Ford, he's checked every box, and he should be mm. commended for that. I mean, it's it's easy to you know play along with Andy Reid when everything's going right, and you've got the stability of that ownership family in Kansas City. But if you're Kyler Murray, Everybody's slinging mud at you last January. You don't know who your head coach or general manager is going to be. Nobody thinks your contract is is worth a damn. And he could have easily said, you know what? I should have played baseball. This isn't working for me. Everybody hates me. Took the opposite approach. And he said, I'm going to get after my rehab. I'm going to come back for my teammates. I'm 100% bought in with the new head coach and general manager. I'm going to prove to the old regime that they were the problem, not me, which is the narrative right now. And he's done that. And I think that's commendable. And I think no matter where you're at in your walk of life, your profession, like everybody can relate to that at the end of the day, proving yeah. people wrong, proving the doubters wrong. And I just, Jonathan Gannon and Austin Ford wanted to embrace Kyler Murray from day one. This was not, depending on what day Mike Florio writes an article, this was not a situation in which Kyler Murray was going to be sacrificed, that they were going to hold him out for the entire year. They were going to play him when he was ready to play, when they felt like he was ready to play, and they were going to actively try to win games. And that's exactly what happened. They didn't move off of, you know, Hollywood Brown because they wanted to give Kyler Murray every chance to go out and compete. And, yeah. win. and he's going to do that without Hollywood Brown. There, there's no bullshit smoke and mirrors shenanigans going on with, with this team. Like, they're, they're looking for people that are passionate about football, love ball, that want to help a team win, that want to buy into a process, that want to help continue to shift the culture like all this conspiracy theory bullcrap like that you see and all this outside noise it, it's it doesn't 
that's not what this organization is about any longer. Like there's, no. there's no longer going to be any negotiations that are going to be played out in the public forum through, you know, leaks and reports and, and from sources within the organization trying to uh, take down any other member of the organization. Like since day one, and I think this is across the board, regardless of what the you know outcome was for any given player, but everybody was given their opportunity to prove themselves to this organization, including Kyler Murray. And he has responded by matching and in, in, in being in lockstep with and in, in being very similar and like-minded with his head coach uh, as far as their competitiveness, their drive, their want to win uh, and, and, and buy into the, the culture that's now in place under JG and Monty. Like, like Isaiah Simmons did, Marco Wilson did, uh, you know, the guys that were sent packing early on, it was clear that one, they didn't weren't a fit, and two, that they weren't worry, willing to be adaptable and do whatever it takes to be a part of this organization. Kyler Murray, despite signing, you know, uh, for this team an historic contract, two hundred thirty and a half million dollars, even having that, you know, uh, he bought in because he understood that and is competitive enough that he wanted to prove people wrong. The people that you know signed him to that deal and then treated him like he did. Uh, and, and never really truly empowered him like this new organization has. It's like it's it's crazy, you know. It, it, that's dangerous what the previous regime did, but it's crazy what you can do as far as creating a dangerous player in Kyler Murray just by empowering him and speaking it up and talking to his strengths. Ben Cork, five dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Ben. Petsing called a good first and second half. Mm-hmm. Run heavy, simple throws. Outside kick was an elite call. PHLY pod had to uh, concede. JG was fired. Great to see that. <laughs> and again, like I, I think John and Gannon proved to everybody in the football landscape that like Philadelphia, how they treated him. That's the that's the best form of revenge. Going out and, and taking it to him, and his defense got the big time stop at the end of the game. Yeah. Bad forcing. You know, Philadelphia kick a field goal. and The onside and, thing, man. Uh, I was talking to Dorch about it today. He talked about it a little bit on, on purpose. Uh, all purpose. He said, um, you know, not not everybody kind of understood the strategy there. But, man, was it was it like big brain elite level thinking? Like, And it, yeah. I was like, is, was that a Rodgers thing? Was that a JG thing? Was it a collaborative? And, and, you know, Greg couldn't tell me, like, he wasn't sure. But he knew that it was, it was definitely part of his strategy that – they either get the onside kick or it shortens the field for Philadelphia and that they weren't going to have the ability to just take the air out of the football and bleed clock by having, you know, more field to work with. I mean, come on, man. Like how many, I don't know how many coach, like I, I don't want to like, it's not getting enough play right now on, on Monday or Tuesday right. because like at no point, because I'm going to tell you right now, had Philadelphia scored there, the Cardinals score, they're going for two. Like they're they're playing they're playing with to try to get a W and get out of there, and like I, I, how can you I you know I was surprised when it happened, but I I immediately was just like, well, Cardinals are scoring at will this afternoon. I want Kyler Murray to have the football again. I have seen this defense, and and I've also seen Philadelphia bleed clock not, like nobody else. Mm-hmm. Like if Jalen Hurts wanted to, and and Philadelphia wanted to, they could have ran for four, five, six yards every play. Like you even said to me afterwards, it didn't feel like Philadelphia ran the ball nearly enough against the Cardinals, and that that's part of the reason I'm, I'm concerned about this weekend because Pete Carroll, much more susceptible to, let's just run the football with with his backs, and, and that's how they get victories. So, I, I yeah, it, very, it, was, it was Gannon's best coaching job top to bottom of the year, easily. Yeah, I mean, 
the previous drive, I think, told Jonathan Gannon all he needed to know before making that decision, right? And I mean, the testicular fortitude in order to do so, right? To to make that call, yeah, uh, and, and basically concede points. But the defense did its job, and and obviously, I think the the play callers for Philly got way too cute, and you know, the Philly fans shown on the telecast losing oh, their yeah. minds, like, oh man, that was just chef's kiss. But uh, I mean, really, like. The previous job, when they tied that game 21-21, and then Philly was like, oh, shit, we've got to impose our will against these guys, and they did. They took the ball, basically the length of the – not the length of the field, but they, they got the kickoff, and they just swift, hurts, just pounding the rock, and have, doing it with ease, getting like chunk plays here and there, and then punched it in to, to go up 28-21, and it was just like that. That's all you needed to see because they could have done that again. They could have. They could have easily like duplicated, replicated that drive. And for them to be like, okay, it's either we recover the onside kick, and or they get the ball basically at midfield, and it saves us some clock, and it it they they can just you know punch it in in half the time. And we buried the lead today uh, with some Kyler news kind of circulating around. I, you know, I put news in quotations cause we feel like Kyler Murray's place has been cemented for, a, for a hot minute. What about Greg Dorch? So you had an opportunity to connect with them on the Greg Dorch podcast. I, I would encourage everybody to go check that out. If you have not done so already, Greg coming off, I think his best game to date over 80 yards, uh, pivotal player on special teams, obviously, and has been absolutely unequivocally the number one receiving target for Kyler Murray since his return. Respectfully, Marvin, or excuse me, um, Hollywood Brown not available. Michael Wilson kind of getting his sea legs under him again. I, I ask you this, you know, is, is Greg Dorch, do you believe a top priority will be a top priority for the Arizona Cardinals this offseason, given the fact that limited opportunities, but certainly makes the most of them? Yeah, he does. And I think he's proven to this organization uh, he's willing to do, play, whatever it takes. And he, I think what they would have to do, and I, and I hope, and I haven't talked to him you know, personally about this, and we've got you know another all-purpose podcast after the finale, and I think we'll talk about his future and, at, uh, at length. Um, but he, he said, like, we had it today. Like, people are killing it in chat. We have a clip from the Greg Dorch podcast, the all-purpose podcast, uh, where people were sending chats about wanting to – it was going on throughout the show. It was, it was every other message, and this was the first one. This was kind of Greg Dorch responding to it. Uh, somebody is already saying, let's get Greg Dorch locked up beyond 2024. Let's do it. Let's just go to the negotiation table right now. You got some leverage. Man, I would love that. <laughs> Down the stretch, man. I mean, we talk about coming up clutch, but just overall, it was an emotional victory, right? Even JG finally yeah. kind of told us yesterday, he's like, it was kind of like Pittsburgh going back and wanting to win and play with a little extra oomph yeah. for James. You guys went in there and you wanted a win-win for your coach, didn't you? Not only him, but just like the, also the guys that came with him, uh, Zach Pascal, Kazir, Andre, like we feel like that meant a lot for those guys, man. So it meant everything for us, but um, nobody expected us to win that game. So uh, we felt like we were counted out and it was just us. Um, and and we, we did what we were supposed to do. So at the beginning of that, just a short answer, but I would love that. I would love that if we could negotiate a deal to keep him. And he said it on the previous show to that. So when you're checking out today's All Purpose, check out the, the previous episode of All Purpose. I asked him straight up, would you like to stay here in the desert? Of course, because this organization, even though it's had a facelift, gave him his first real shot sticking in the NFL. Um, I'm not saying like, I think 
it has to come with not not a promise. I don't think I think Greg Dortch is naive to that, but like to continue trending on the role that he's created himself and taken advantage of here at the end of the season. Like, because I, I think at the beginning of this year, it was very similar to last year, unfortunately, where this guy did everything that you'd asked him for and more and every opportunity he got, he performed, but still had to continue to recarve out his role in this offense. And once again, he's become a, a big piece of this offense. And he, unfortunately he had to do it twice. Hopefully he would get an opportunity to come in and like, okay, this is what we envisioned for you. You, you have a role in the offense, you continue your role on teams, um, and, and we'd love to have you back. Here's what we're thinking price-wise. Obviously, with Greg Dortch, like, it's not going to break the bank. It's not going to be you know, like $10 million a season. I think that they can find a multi-year deal and, and with, with the idea that he's got a role offensively and, of course, still on teams. Can I just gush about him real quick because I didn't get a chance to co-host a podcast with him today. <laughs> I think there is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a rather short stature, so I can relate to this, but there is a stigma <laughs> with this podcast. We prefer bigger players, right? Or certainly mm-hmm. offensively, especially with Kyler Murray and some of his height limitations, like we're emphasizing big players. Greg Dorch plays infinitely bigger than his stature and where you've heard me complain about guys like Rondell Moore and Hollywood Brown, they don't play like that. Like people want to use the example, Steve Smith and, you know, smaller players like Tyreek Hill, you know, you can scoff at this. That's how Greg Dorch plays football. He plays bigger than his stature. He's a football player. You want those players on your team, especially when they have added value that they can do a ton of stuff. He can play receiver. He can return kicks. He can cover on special teams. the, The makeup of your team You need about 10 to 15 guys like that, interchangeable pieces. Greg Dortch seamlessly has has come into this lineup and manufactured offense when the Cardinals could not have been at their lowest point, more lower than this at at the receiver position. He has saved their ass. And so I I would hope Austin Ford has the foresight to say, hey, Greg, we're not going to screw around in free agency. Here's, Here's two years, $12 million, $8 million guaranteed. You've earned it and then continue to build on it. You're our starting slot receiver next year. We're going to go out and get a big compliment to Michael Wilson. We're going to build up the depth. You're in our plans. Because here's what I don't want to have happen, Mm -hmm. is that that young man hits free agency. I want him to go have success elsewhere. That's not where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. Rondell Moore, respectfully, cannot duplicate what Greg Dorch is doing. If he could, he'd be doing it. Because you know, sure as hell, Kingsbury and Kime all gave him opportunities last year to do it. And even this year, he was given opportunities to do it. And it's not like I don't like Rondell Moore. Greg Dorch is a plus kick returner, plus punt returner, and an exceptional um, yards after catch player, especially from the slot. I do not want to defer to, well, we have Rondell. So we'll just right. put Rondell Moore in Greg Dorch's place. Greg Dorch is a better football player than Rondell Moore. That's not disputable. Right. And, you know, when, when you kind of get hesitant because of the size, it's like, you have to consider like Hollywood Brown's going to probably exit this organization via free agency. And you've got the three guys on their contract. You got Michael Wilson. He's six, two. You've got Zach Pascal. He's over six feet. We'll see if they continue on with his second year in his contract. And then Rondell Moore, who's five, seven. So if you add Dorch, you've got another guy under six feet, but then that's it. Like, yeah. 
I think they're going to fill out the rest of the wide receiver core next season through free agency. Like guy you've brought up, DJ Shark, like that makes some sense, right? Way mm-hmm. he's over six feet tall. There's there's plenty of other options on like the secondary third tier of of wide receivers, and we're not even talking about the big guys. I mean, as much as I'd like a Michael Pittman Jr. or uh, T Higgins or Calvin Ridley, like. We'll see if they even hit the open market, but there's going to be an opportunity to, to really add size to this wide receiver room. Um, and, and then in the draft, like you'll, you, you could add two guys. So it's just like, you're going to get bigger at that, you know, with, with Hollywood exiting and then, you know, just how Monty Austin for it and, and what he likes from wide receivers, like they're, they're going to get bigger. Uh, why not continue? Like, it's easy. It's just like the Beecham thing and the Will Hernandez contracts last year. It's like, yeah. you know what you're going to get in, in Greg Dorch. Why not at least fill out another roster spot at that position because you're so thin and it's a proven commodity to this organization. Arizona Animal, Dorch is what Rondell Moore was supposed to be. I also think he's more valuable to you than other teams because of what he's shown he can do for you. Uh, Deuce, I agree with this. $2 super chat. People scoff at this term. He does have a clutch gene. Like, he's a winning player. You know what winning looks like? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Larry Fitzgerald, a winning player. Darnell Dockett, Adrian Wilson, Carlos Dansby, winning players. They're not all the same position, the same player, the same university, the same round in the NFL draft. Like, you guys are smart. You know when you see it. I want 83 to get the football in big, important games or get big, important moments in the game. We saw what happened in Michigan, Alabama yesterday. That's the opposite of Greg Dorch. <laughs> I want Greg Dorch to have an opportunity with the game on the line to return a kick or a punt or yeah. whatever. That it just You cannot put a price on that. And he's also, what, like 24 years old? He's in his mid-20s still? Yeah. You should get his best football with this next contract. So I went from... You know, Greg's probably going to test the open market. We'll see. I, I've been some, very somebody of that mindset. Like Rondell Moore's probably going to take over that role. I'm on the record now. That's a mistake. If you think Rondell Moore can replicate what Greg Dorch is doing next year, if you're Monty Austin for it, I wholeheartedly disagree. And that this would be the biggest loss in free agency if they let him go because these are your foxhole guys. You're winning yeah. with him right now. Build on it. Bring him back. When you look at the last couple of weeks, wins and losses, uh, I mean, I look at the Falcons game. He had a big return to put the Arizona Cardinals in, in a big position to kind of change that game. Uh, you look at uh, the Steelers win, huge play on third down from Greg Dorch. What was it, yep. third and 12? He goes and gets 17 on a contested catch. Uh, you know, 49ers. I think he did he even have a touchdown against the 49ers, right? Didn't he find the end zone? Yeah. You had, you had the Bears game with that huge turns, you know, what Britton Golden said was a three-yard catch and a 40-yard-plus touchdown where he's just embarrassing guys just before Christmas. And then yesterday, you know, the kick return, I think, to start the game-winning drive and then the big third-down catch that he had and then, of course, the big 36-yard catch and run where he puts it in primo position to – punch in the James Conner go-ahead touchdown. I, mean, I also think, like, place. don't don't discount, like, this is probably the first time all year where he's been above on the depth chart at practice above Rondell Moore and Hollywood Brown. It's like, oh, we're going to practice with Greg, and we saw practice last week in the bubble. We're going to practice with Greg with the ones, right, mm-hmm. or two, maybe two weeks ago with Chicago. Like, look what happens. He's going to produce for you. You can't say that about anybody else right now. Couple super chats coming down the pipeline. If you guys have not done so already, please like this video. Let's get to 300 likes for a football Tuesday. Zach 499. 
Keon Coleman reminds me of a taller Anquan Bolden. Wow, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I would rather have him than Marvin Harrison Jr. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I can tell you right now, Keon Coleman is going to come a hell of a lot cheaper in terms of draft capital spent than Marvin Harrison Jr. But I think Keon Coleman, Zach, to your point, is going to have a really nice offseason. He's going to look really good in shorts in Indianapolis. It's just going to be of the, the mindset like, did he have enough good tape this year? He got off to a hot start and then kind of faded. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan of all these receivers suddenly because <laughs> M- MHJ uh, mm. suddenly not as available as he once was. Alex, 499, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Absolutely. More, I think, is is more talented, but can't maximize his opportunity like Dorch does. I, I think Rondell Moore works hard, just like Greg Dorch. I think Greg Dorch has a, has a better feel for the NFL game as a receiver. That, I think that's just what it is at the end of the day. Yeah, he's, I think he's got great instincts. He's got the ability to just find open space. Like you saw it in the next uh, level analytics as far as just separation that he was creating last year and continue what he did against you know Philly DBs last year or last week. I mean, he, he found open space and there weren't a whole lot of contested catches and he took advantage of it. And that, that's, that's route running, that's instincts, that's, that's stuff that sometimes you can't teach that you either have it or you don't. Yeah. Illa Dre, $4.99. Let's not forget that Dorch produced with uh, TJ or QBs or maybe other QBs. Yeah, you, I mean, he produced with Colt McCoy. He's produced with mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. He's produced with Joshua Dobbs at times. Last year at the end of the year, whatever the Cardinals were doing a quarterback, like he was producing. I mean, he's he was doing tune in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, he he's just... He is a interchangeable chess piece that is valuable to this team. And whatever role he can have on a Sunday is going to help you win a football game. Breck Morris, 499. You guys are crushing it. 499 super chat from Breck. I know Neighbors is only six feet, but he is every good as bit as MHJ, in my opinion. The way he can speed up while changing direction is unreal. He had a pretty quiet bowl game. I wonder if that was semi intentional. Brian Johnson Jr., his counterpart in LSU, fantastic. I'm a Neighbors fan. Roma Dunsey made his case last night. It is a, can we say it's a historic wide receiver draft? It certainly feels like we're trending in that direction. And if, listen, if we can't come home with a, with a 10, a 10 out of 10, yeah. an all hall of fame pro- level prospect, like that doesn't mean that some of these other receivers can't become pro bowl level pass catchers. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we, we've seen like as much as maybe some quarterback, like the quarterback prospects translating to the NFL level is at some point, it was like, man, this is this just going to be a quarterback factory now? Uh, but the wide receivers have been consistently good coming from college level to the NFL level. And I think that it's going to continue that these guys are, are more and more equipped, well-equipped to to produce and, and their games translate like right away. And I think guys like Neighbors, uh, you know, fits in the same kind of, uh, level is like a potential Jalen Waddle guy. Like Jalen Waddle isn't even the best wide receiver on his team, but you would take him on each and every team. He's at 5'10", 6 feet tall. He's plenty big enough, especially with the speed that they play at. Uh, I, I think that that's going to be Malik Neighbors would would be an awesome consolation prize. And right now, as it stands, it's like I think Neighbors is, is the next wide receiver off the board. And then Roma Dunze, like now he's got an opportunity to continue to skyrocket his, his draft stock, but he's, he's third and th- there, there could be a world where they're all vying to be top 10 picks, which is insane. 
And the Cardinals may have an opportunity with Michael Penix Jr. and, and Jaden Daniels. Maybe they can still form their own mini trade down of their own. Uh, we're going to talk about draft here in a second. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at BetMGM. My BetMGM pick of the week, parlay of the week. Uh, I like the Chicago Bears to get drubbed in Green Bay. I like the Green Bay Packers this weekend at home, and I love the Packers over. I'm going to go BetMGM parlay of the week. Take the Packers and the points. Take the over. Jordan Love, 30-plus touchdown passes this year. I'm not a buyer in Justin Fields and company, as you know. Uh, What you may not know is you can dabble with BetMGM, the $1,500 first bet offer using that bonus code PHNX. If you haven't signed up yet, what are you waiting for? We've got one last robust Week 18 NFL Sunday on deck. Thursday night game, maybe some Saturday games. There's also some bowl games coming up. National Championship next week. Bet 1500 first bet offer. So if you deposit sign up with at least 10 bucks, it's going to match it all the way up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. If your bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager has settled. Again, right now, PHNX is your place to be for those sweet, sweet bonus bets. Uh, you got to take care of it, though, with the BetMGM Sportsbook app for at least 10 bucks deposit. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Used to have a friend named Shane Diefenbach. Uh, hope you're doing well out there. Sounded a lot like that guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know him. I don't know him. No. Someone we used to know way back when. Um, maybe he'll come back into our lives. I don't know. But one thing we do know for sure, the Arizona Cardinals had an emotional win. I can't wait tomorrow. Uh, confirm with him today. Email. Baldy. The bald one will be joining us. Uh, he was there. He was at the game. He was meeting up with some of uh, the Arizona Cardinals players, including Paris Johnson Jr., Will Hernandez, and then, of course, did one of his, his great Baldy breakdowns on his Twitter account at Baldy NFL. But Brian Baldinger will join us tomorrow, give his sights, sounds, insights from the Cardinals' win on Sunday. But Johnny and I are going to continue to try to give our insight on it with our trending up and down. Once was named naughty and nice, but tis the season uh, no longer. It is back to trending up and down. Are we going to continue with, are we going to go with trending up or trending down first? Tis the season to, to be a little naughty. Let's, let's go trending down first. <laughs> okay. Let's be da- Debbie downers first. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, because I, I, I'm not dogging on anybody in particular, <laughs> but I am trending down this week. Cardinals draft position. We're going to get into it. It's, it's taking a shot. It could take a different shot this weekend. Yeah. Could go back up. It could go down to seven. We don't know. But we're having fun in the meantime. Their draft position, I trust Monty Austin Ford. Marvin Harrison Jr., the prospects of him took a big hit. But at the same time, you got your franchise quarterback. Number two on my list, how about the Eagle fans? What, what, how about this Bob? visual? Like, oh, I love it so much. Are they being arrested there? Are they, are, they, are they out on the streets, cold and alone? They certainly don't have a defensive coordinator worth a shit now that Jonathan <laughs> Gannon's gone. 
Uh, I think the second best part of that win Sunday was watching the dejected Eagles fans have to cope with the fact that Nick Sirianni, big time fraud, Jonathan Gannon may know what he's doing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Eagle fans trending down big time, blowing the NFC East in the process. You have people in Philadelphia, reputable writers saying that's the worst loss in 20 years. Yeah, suck on that, Philadelphia. And then, of course, we, we mentioned at the top of the show, trending down, K1 doubters. Uh, awfully quiet on the Twitter streets when Kyler Murray had three touchdown passes in the second half and looked very much like the number one pick franchise quarterback that he is. So I'm not going to relish too much more in this moment, but I will say this uh, for everybody who has doubted Kyler Murray. Um, if you plan on winning games with this franchise, um, number one is your best route to do that the quickest and most efficient way possible. So that's my trending down this week, Bo Brock. I love it. I, I mean, I think just, the Eagles fans visual that we have here is that guy in a Batman mask. Cause he just all downtrodden with his yingling there uh, and his Tim's. And he's just, this, this man is inconsolable. That's fantastic picture. There's two of them. It, it, yeah. It's, what's the other guy do? There's he's another on his bat- phone. He's crying too. He's also got his Tim's on. Oh, that's Hands in tough. His face. I love it. I hit a like for that one. That 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 just deserves you're a like. You're gonna love your trending list. All right, let's take a look at my trending down this week. Oh, cry eagles cry. <laughs> Greatest. Look at Sirianni. Well done. This is why he's an award-winning producer, Damon Dog. He's the one that had creative on this. The Eagles are trending down. Uh, I got Eric Crocker on Twitter, usually a San Francisco 49ers, uh, I guess, analyst, talking head, pointed out that the Eagles since what week 12. They are 31st pretty much across the board in points per game, yards per game, yards surrendered, and third down percentage. They give up 52% uh, first downs on third down. The NFL ranked just second to last. I mean, those are crucial. They've given up 31.5 points per game since week 12 as a defense. Cry, Eagles, cry. Uh, (laughs) It's a nice little encore to our sad Eagles fans. The pass rush. Is trending down, Johnny. Bad. How bad is it? You know how bad this pass rush is? Hit me with it. How many sacks do they have in the last five games? Is it one from Dennis Gardeck kind of pushing a quarterback out of bounds right at the well, line yeah. of scrimmage? One fraudulent sack uh, over the last five games. The Arizona Cardinals had 32 sacks going through 11 weeks. They have 33 now through week 17. That could be an area they might want to address. I don't know. The pass rush has been non-existent. It really, I mean, I know that there's more to it. You know, obviously uh, stopping the run and, and creating pressure and making quarterbacks uncomfortable. But the pass rush as far as generating and putting quarterbacks on the ground. And sure, they face guys like Jalen Hurts and they face guys like uh, Justin Fields who are elusive. But one sack in their last five games it's unacceptable. So that's it's trending down. And, you know, I think BJ Ujolari has had some good plays here and there, and guys have made plays here and there, but you still need to get some production from that spot. It's going to be a very impressive pass rusher, edge rush, free agency. I think you got to get at least one of those guys to help things out uh, in the pass rush. And then look at this one. Trending down are negative vibes here in the Valley because it's only positive vibes. Look at how... Just completely excited. Monty Ossifort, James Conner are post-victory. Things are trending up here in the Valley of the Sun, going into the regular season finale, despite the record just being what it is at, uh, what, 4-12. and 12. James Conner, he's an all-time player for this franchise. Yeah. And it's I'm wild. Excited. Yeah, 
it's like Trey McBride and James Conner. We don't give a whole lot of credit on this podcast to uh, Steve Kime, but pulled one out of his ass. And he did. uh, Yeah. James Conner, man, that, that guy's an inspiration. He absolutely is. And he's the heartbeat of this franchise right now. Let's check out my trending up for the week. I'm fired up, baby about these three entities. Paris Johnson Jr., ever heard of him? Uh, he hasn't missed a sack, uh, snap this year. Uh, he was the highest-graded offensive line uh, lineman for an offensive line that whipped Philadelphia's ass on Sunday. He's a sending blue-chip player. He's going to make the Pro Bowl next year. He is infinitely better than any first-round, second-round, third-round uh, offensive lineman with respect to Gigi Humphreys that Steve Kime ever drafted. This is what a first-round top five, seven pick is supposed to look like. Monty Austin Ford nailed it. I don't care what Will Anderson Jr. does or Jalen Carter or Devin Witherspoon. You want a Pro Bowl tackle? You got one in number 70. He is just a monster. And I go watch the tape of if he and DJ Humphreys doing work on the edge. I mean, did you hear Hassan Reddick's name once? They had a kind of a fluke sack where Kyler Murray tried to run upfield and got tackled at the line of scrimmage by Jalen Carter. That was it. So you love to see that. How about this wide receiver core? for the Arizona Cardinals, also trending up, albeit for just one week. Michael Wilson, great to see you. Welcome back, my friend. We've already gushed on Greg Dorch, but you're looking at two guys, I think, that should be part of the starting core next year. And then to Bo's point, can you add a a complimentary veteran in free agency, like a DJ Chark, somebody like that? We'll we'll press the phones. We'll work our sources to see who that could be this offseason. And then, of course, you got to splurge. You need, at minimum, two receivers in this draft class. And then you just... You equip yourself with a lot of options next year. But those two, number 14, number 83, I love to build around those two guys. How about number 22 in the backfield? Michael Carter Jr., good hell. That was impressive. Putting people on ice against Philadelphia in the open field. We already know James Conner is going to be back in the fold. Michael Carter's under contract. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's your one-two punch next year. You want to take it back? Somebody falls to you, that's fine. I'm kind of of the mindset now, given how stable that unit is. (laughs) and how unstable all these other units are, I don't think I'm drafting a back before day three. I think that, you know, if you find somebody in the fourth or fifth round you want to bring in, have them, you know, come and, and play a supplemental role, maybe find Connor's heir apparent. But next year, like, I need like 60-40 of that duo. That's impressive. Thank you to Joe Douglas for being incompetent at your job <laughs> and making uh, Michael Carter available for us to, uh, what do you average, like 8.7 yards per clip uh, against Philadelphia. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, the move too that they just parted ways with uh, Dalvin Cook. I mean, yeah. whoopsies! What a what a mess! Could they have just completely fumbled that position more than they did this season? And the Arizona Cardinals, the beneficiaries of that, and absolutely, I've got Michael Carter on my trending up list as well because I think it's undeniable. As well as James Conner's played, and I don't think you can fit James Conner on this list uh, just because he's been so steady throughout the season, averaging five yards per carry, and to to be able to come in and give a boost to a already like run game that's operating at such a high level. Michael Carter has certainly done that. He did it in Pittsburgh in that 99 yard drive and he did it, you know, make looking like vintage Allen Iverson crossing up defenders and making him fall down and look foolish, breaking ankles out there. Michael Carter, I'll go backwards here. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to rewind it. My trending up as we've got the visual here, Michael Wilson. Welcome back. As you mentioned, like probably, the the lowest point was the pick six, the miscommunication for Michael Wilson this season, even with, you know, t- two games where he didn't really produce at all. He was held out of, without a catch. It's two games since returning from his uh, neck shoulder injury. 
But Michael Wilson returned in a big way. Not only did he have four catches for 35 yards, but he had the touchdown on fourth down, which was so clutch, and then came down with a big two-point conversion. Michael Wilson quickly getting back up to speed with his quarterback. And then speaking of the quarterback, it's time to give some flowers, even more so to Kyler Murray. Uh, as I was pounding the table for Kyler Murray after him and the offense were moving the football, but then couldn't cash in in the red zone, saying, you know, what's going on here? We need to see it. Kyler Murray finally showed it to us, 13 for 14 in the second half, 130-plus. The three touchdown passes was nearly perfect in that second half and capped it off by engineering the seven-play, 70-plus-yard touchdown game-winning drive. Kyler Murray is trending up at the right time for this Arizona Cardinals organization as it approaches a pivotal 2024 offseason. You love to see it. I agree with all of them. How about you love to see these in the chat? We got super chats. Uh, thank you guys so much for the uh, support today. Hit that like button. Breck dollar at 99. Neighbors broke the LSU receiving record um, on Saturday. He's an impressive player. And speed translates. And the Cardinals have had speed, but they haven't had size like Neighbors. And I, I think Neighbors is just better after the catch than whatever the Cardinals have had uh, at the position. So absolutely, if Neighbors is a Cardinal tomorrow, I'm going to be fired up about it. PR Mac, five bucks. Thank you so much, PR Mac. Friend of the program, 11 Dorches on offense, 11 Bakers on defense. That's the Super Bowl. Um, certainly a playoff team. Uh, and again, I think when when Greg Dorch comes out and says, as a you know, a testament to this team, Kyler Murray looks awesome. Keytrell Clark is balling this this preseason, uh, this training camp. Like you, you, you take what he has at face value because game recognizes game, and the Cardinals have a lot of dogs on their roster. Mm -hmm. And so, just continue to stack those kind of players up. They don't have to be household names necessarily. They don't have to be high draft picks. But like Greg Dorch, he deserves to be a part of this team's future because right now he's helping to shape it, Bo. Yeah, let's take a let's continue with these super chats. Deuce chime in. Thank you, Deuce. Five dollars super chat. When you lose as much as we do, you have to cherish these wins. I want to be proven wrong in a good way, not just a win or a great start here and there. Looking for consistent success. And so is this organization. I mean, as you mentioned, this organization's won eight games over the last two seasons. That's not enough. Uh, and people are, I think, tired of moral victories, but to get one in this season under this new leadership. I think it was important. So, yeah, looking for, you know, more consistent just wins overall. No doubt about it. Zach, 499 Super Chat. Last one. I hope to God we draft a QB2 in the draft. K1 has not played a full season. Keep up the great work, boys. I I, I agree. I think you should draft mm -hmm. a quarterback almost every year. And I think yeah. while I like Clayton Toon, I think they would be better served to have somebody of – maybe a Joshua Dobbs skill set where they can come in, maybe manufacture offense with, with their legs, mobility. But I, I have a feeling, I don't know this definitively, like I, I think they're going to go back to Jacoby Brissett this offseason and see if he has interest backing up Kyler Murray. Um, given the fact that he's likely to be released from his time in Washington, he didn't get to play much this year, validate his role. I think with Drew Petsy potentially getting head coaching interviews this offseason, and, and really the hot candidate that he could potentially be. I don't think he's going to get a job. I think if you're Jacoby Brissett, you want to hit your wagon to somebody like that. Yeah. Um, Clayton Toon has got to improve, right? And, you know, I don't think that just because they utilized the fifth-round pick that they gave him every opportunity. He's primarily been this team's backup since training camp throughout the preseason and this regular season and got that start against Cleveland that – necessarily means he's here beyond this season like he's got a long way to go still to to be 
for any team to be comfortable with him going out there and, and playing. And, you know, uh, it, I think that the backup quarterback position is something that they should address. And just looking at, like, the caliber quarterback that Clayton Toon is, like, the first six picks in the draft in the first three rounds, not using a quarterback, not, not selecting a quarterback with those because it's so many needs you have on your roster, probably not using your fourth-round pick. So then you're like right back in that tune range. So like, if you want to take a flyer, you got 13 picks. I don't know if they're going to utilize all of it, um, but you know, that that's what you're looking at. So that's why I agree with you as far as probably going the route of the veteran quarterback. Now that like, okay, the expectations are going to be higher. We've, we've kind of dropped the ball on the quarterback position this off season. And why not get somebody that you can, you can trust and you know any any team that's going to have to rely on a quarter a backup quarterback more than three games, it's going to be a tough spot anyway. So like you got Kyler Murray, he's your starter. Now go get somebody that if he misses time, then he has uh, that can run the offense. May I don't discredit like if Dobbs's value has plummeted enough, like that that's another situation where they could re-entertain that and say, hey Josh, you want to come back for a year? Uh, I'm not discounting that either. Uh, Libertarian Sasquatch, perfect segue. 499 Super Chat, winning a meaningless game against the Seahawks and losing out on Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Alu <laughs> Fashanu, and Joel would be a total sack kick. Paris with Alu or all for 10 years would be amazing. It would be amazing. We're going to talk about the repercussions of the Cardinals winning and potentially losing games here in a second. We're going to look at the updated draft order. But in the meantime, I want to tell you about our friends, at Circle K. It's not a sack kick to go to Circle K. It's whatever the opposite effect of that is mm-hmm. because you can be a part of the inner circle right now by downloading the Circle K app. Well, what's that going to get me? I don't know. Save 25 cents per gallon in your first five fill-ups. Save three cents per gallon every single day. Gas is already going down. How about save some more money and then get every six free on a selection of Circle K products, including you want a free slice of pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, polar pop season in full effect. All you got to do is join the Circle K Inner Circle for free. It's it's exclusive, but it's also for free, which is great. Download the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply. Find them at any participating locations. Visit circlek.com for more details or circlek.com slash store dash locator bow to find the Circle K nearest to you. You've got one more chance to go see Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals play in just right there in front of you, State Farm Stadium, go to Game Time app right now and you can get in the door at 15 bucks. $15, you can go watch Arizona Cardinals play football, final game of the season. Or how about the Phoenix Suns? They're starting to heat up. Suns have uh, a couple home games coming up. You got uh, game tomorrow. You got the Heat coming to town on Friday. Don't miss out on any of that. You can get into a Sun Devils basketball game for a dollar, by the way, on the Game Time app. My God, you, you, can, you can take the entire family and then some. Uh, and you can use the uh, promo code PHNX, get $20 off your first purchase. So all you have to do is download the Game Time app today and then redeem code PHNX for $20 off. And you can get those last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. You can even get out there, tailgate, Great Lawn, State Farm Stadium, buy your tickets before you go in. And you're going to be saving yourself big time bucks with Game Time. Draft season is in full effect. We're talking draft here, but in the meantime, like this video again. We're trying to get this video over 300, 300 likes here on the YouTube streets. Uh, a lot of draft talk coming in full effect. Obviously, national championship semifinals, tons of prospects on full display. Uh, I watched Colin Cowherd, or I saw a clip earlier today, 
And uh, if these national guys haven't started already, Colin has carrying the weight for these quarterbacks. And I know people have immense concern about who's going to be available to the Cardinals should they continue to win games. Um, So let me specify something. Cardinals beat Seattle this week. They cannot fall further than seven. Seven is the furthest they can fall in the NFL draft. Um, They can also elevate themselves up to two if the Commanders beat the Cowboys somehow and the Patriots beat the Jets. Having said that, Colin Cowherd listed his top 10 mock draft. I think Cardinal fans are going to like it. Caleb Williams went to the Bears, which you and I are on the same page. That's the smart move. That That's probably what should happen. Then he has the Commanders and the Patriots splitting Drake May and Michael Penix Jr. I love me some Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> but I can tell you right now for Cardinal fans, we are all Michael Penix Jr. fans after the display he put on. And that would leave sweet, sweet Marvin Harrison Jr. picking fourth overall, the Arizona Cardinals. He had MHJ going to the Cardinals. He then had the Giants taking Odunze at number five, the Chargers taking Brock Bowers. That means the Titans had their choice between the top tackle. And while I think that's a little bit of a pipe dream, Bo, I think it just shows you if you do this exercise enough, if these quarterbacks Mm -hmm. elevate themselves enough, the Cardinals are going to get their choice between a premium, let's just call it a 1B tier of wide receiver to Marvin Harrison Jr., or they're going to get one of the top two tackles in the draft. Yeah. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, I mean, look, great college quarterback. Don't sully his name no, on the show. We're I know. building him up. And it's like Jaden Daniels is in this conversation. Like I, I was hearing around team facility last week that you know there's there's some scouts around the league that believe that it's a, th- a three quarterback draft. Yeah, I'm like, going ninth by the way. To the yeah, Jaden Daniels is going to be in the conversation. It depends on how he does during the pre-draft process, and you know Heisman Trophy winner put up. Impressive stats, just like Joe Burrow, but you know I think it's he's going to be deemed probably a polarizing prospect because obviously his time here in the desert and you know what he wasn't able to do and and then the guy he transformed into playing under Brian Kelly at LSU and trying to differentiate like does it translate to the next level? Um, it is only going to benefit the Arizona Cardinals regardless of their where they're picking in the top five, top ten is how many quarterbacks go before they select because it's going to drop into their lap potentially the best non-quarterback player, the best position player in this draft. Like, yeah, I mean, that works out. Like, if the, the Chargers are going to come off a five-win season, draft the tight end, great, go for that it. Tracks. Like, you know, I mean, what was the other, the Giants taking a wide receiver? Okay, go for that too. I, I You know, bad organizations can stay bad. Um, they, they've got a lot of holes all over that roster. I just don't know, you know, what a wide receiver, if you're giving it to Daniel Jones, is going to do for you. Uh, Didi in the chat, there are a lot of teams that need a QB1. I agree with no. that. And I also think I like Anthony Richardson fine. I think all these quarterbacks have made a better case to be top 10 draft picks than Anthony Richardson was last year. And mm-hmm. we saw Anthony Richardson at the scouting combine. I walked into the bathroom with him. You know, he's, <laughs> he's a big dude. Uh, he's a monster. But I think that he was elevated in part because of a weak quarterback class last year after Stroud and, and Bryce Young went one, two. I think this class is infinitely better, even though none of them are my cup of tea because we have K1 Kyler Murray baby. But uh, yeah, I the Cardinals are going to get a great player regardless of where they pick. But I'm with everybody. I want the Cardinals to have the best pick possible because I want options open and I want them to control the draft. And I said this on our, our <laughs> Creeper, Johnny. I wasn't mm-hmm. creepy on anybody. Um, I, I said this on our audio-only podcast. I encourage everybody to listen to it from yesterday. I'm jealous of the Chicago Bears 
because the Chicago Bears get to control the draft and the narrative. And if they want to pull off a mini trade down and still get Marvin Harrison Jr., like they have that option. But it is, it's almost like a double-edged sword. When you pick first overall, you're conditioned to take a quarterback, especially the caliber of Caleb Williams. So it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. The Cardinals having now a non-top two to three pick means that Kyler Murray is your franchise quarterback. That's a good feeling. Like I saw somebody on Twitter, they 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 added me and they said, you don't remember when the Cardinals beat the Vikings and it knocked them out of the first overall pick to number three. And that was the year they took Larry Fitzgerald. And I love Larry. And I think they would have taken Larry first overall. What didn't they have when they drafted Larry Fitzgerald? They didn't have a franchise quarterback. Like they they have a franchise quarterback now. Then you can supplement everything else <laughs> yeah, I didn't look. Listen, <laughs> I think what ended up happening was maybe I was walking out while he was walking uh-huh. in, but a, a fist a fist bump might have been exchanged. Yeah, uh, but that that's about the extent of my interaction with Andy Richardson. I mean, if I, I'm trying to remember it correctly too, obviously you've got the player podiums which were behind us at the time, and then like yeah. so you had a full view of like who was coming out of that area. And I think you did kind of see he was headed towards the restroom and might have timed your walk. Okay. To, that 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 sounds uh, right up. I don't know if that's I don't know. I mean sports hero saying TMI. Uh Brian wants to know was it a urinal or a stall, Johnny? Um I you know, sometimes I just want to I just want to use a stall for some privacy. Can we can you can you accept <laughs> that? We're on camera all day at the combine. I absolutely love to see it. I just needed some quiet me time. I did not share a stall with Anthony Richardson. I'm pretty <sighs> sure he did his own thing. I did my own thing. Just a couple of pros at the combine getting the job done. <laughs> What's so hard to understand about that? <sighs> Hang on. I think I've got, I'm going to send a picture to Damon dog. And uh, this is, I think this we is made a picture, day. not of me and uh, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> it's like moments around. Like, the when, bathroom. When they, <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? I don't want to get like, we're going to get removed from YouTube because of what, whatever picture you're going to send the producer, Damon dog. Uh, <laughs> Johnny got a full view. <laughs> He was over. I I I liked Anthony Richardson as a prospect. Yeah. The more of the story is that this 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 class is is way better. Yeah. You're creepy, dude. Come on now. <laughs> Let's creep on a draft order, uh, starring my friend Joe Alt. Let's check him out here. I'll creep on Joe Alt this draft class. I'll walk into the bathroom with Joe Alt, and he'll be like, "Who lost this? You know, is this a lost child here?" Uh, the Chicago <laughs> Bears are picking first overall. The Commanders are second. The Patriots are third. Again, here are the repercussions of this weekend. Commanders face the Cowboys. The Cowboys can, can can clinch can clinch the NFC East with a victory. The Cowboys are beating the Commanders. The Commanders mm-hmm. have all but quit. We've been tracking and following them. They done, son. The Patriots, however, have not lost to the Jets in eight years. So the Cardinals' best bet, should the Cardinals fall and lose their sixth overall NFC West game this year, Bo, they will go back to third overall. So the Cardinals are in a position, even though the Bears, Commanders, and Patriots all need quarterbacks, if they can just move up one more, I think there's a pretty good chance in this draft that quarterback's going to go one, two. Like we could be sitting here next week with the third overall pick and a Philly victory and get Marvin Harrison Jr. At least the idea hit of him. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the Giants, Chargers, Titans, the Jets, Falcons and Bears, I think all have. It sounds like Bo have a better record certainly than the Cardinals do. The Cardinals would need to win two games, which there are not two games left on the schedule. I think the Jets have six wins. Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. So Cardinals, the fall, furthest they can fall, I believe, is seventh overall. 
Yeah, uh, which would be that would be the worst of all realities, right? Yeah, the Jets have six wins, so the Cardinals cannot fall further than seven. But the, yeah. I mean, the Titans, Chargers, Giants this weekend. We'll do comparing the schedules later this week. So that that's the window right now. Yeah, it that'll have to that makes you feel a little uneasy. But also, you have to remember, like Seattle's still playing for something on Sunday, right? Uh, there there is a path to them getting into the playoffs. Uh, like Green Bay's got the tiebreaker over the Seahawks right now, but they're going to have to, they, they win a tiebreaker over New Orleans right now. So it, it's a, it's a jam packed. It, it's, it's one of three teams that can potentially get in uh, for that spot in the NFC. So Seattle is going to come out and, and I don't think they'll take their foot off the gas. So the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to play a really hard fought football game. Um, and, and we know the style of football that they can play offensively. Seattle can and ground and pound, like if, if opposing offenses stick to it, it, it seems to be a successful strategy against the Arizona Cardinals and where they lack up front. Uh, but look, to, to get up to three, like it's still the wild card of this is the Bears and, and how the, like you got entire Soldier Field chanting Justin Fields' name, you know, him, him beating bad teams and, and, you know, making people say that he's, he's doing his part uh, like he's, he's he's beating up on bad teams, and if for somehow if he's able to swindle them into believing in him beyond this season, uh, and, and like this is a bad organization. This is an organization that has completely just been so far off as far as picking quarterbacks. It's an entire existence. Like to think that they can't mess it up again, like. They were sitting third overall, traded up to second overall to select Mitchell Trubisky in the same draft that had Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in it. They got picked several picks later. They never had a 4,000-yard passer. They continue to say Justin Fields, they're going to give Justin Fields potentially like a chance to, like, are they going to give him an extension? Are they going to get pick up his fifth-year option? Or what? Are, like, I don't understand what this organization is doing, but they continue to be in the mix to if they have, they have the top pick. So they have all the cards to the NFL draft. They could trade down and still take Marvin Harrison jr. Which is insane. Justin Fields this year has 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions His quarterback rating yeah. in year three. He's got an 85 quarterback rating and the bears are not making the playoffs. As you saw in our graphic, the bears are still picking 10th. They Justin Fields has never beaten the Packers. He's got what? 10, 11 victories out of like 40 tries. I I sent you a clip. Colin Cowherd and John Middlecoff did yeah. a back and forth, basically confirming like if if Ryan Poles wants to keep like a shred of dignity, he should threaten to quit if the Chicago Bears do not take Caleb Williams first overall. Like Caleb Williams is not a better overall football player than Kyler Murray thrower of the football today. You can't say the same thing about Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Like Caleb, there are throws that Caleb Williams can make that Justin Fields is just incapable of making. And I think it's comical when Bears fans put up videos of fields like spinning out of tackles to run with the football. Like he's an athlete. He's a great mm-hmm. athlete. He's an elite athlete. That's never been a question. That, that yeah. Last year he rushed for a thousand yards. He cashed everybody's rushing props last year. It was great. <laughs> we ripped the benefits of that with our friends at BetMGM. Yeah. Can he sit and dissect you from the pocket and throw for three hundred yards and three touchdowns like Kyler Murray did over the weekend? I don't think so. I don't like he said just not yet. I still wholeheartedly believe the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams. I will I will stake my claim right now. I, I think Justin Fields gets moved. 
I think they lose this week to the Packers. What, what sobering moment though happens do, during the offseason? Like th- that Ryan Poles realizes like this is this is going to be like through like this. You turn the tape on and you're like, <laughs> oh okay, whoopsies. You, you have a Steve Kime moment where it's like, I got to be forced to watch this little guy. Yeah, and it's just like, oh man, Josh Rosen, you stink. Get out of here. <laughs> and then they take Kyle. Get Kime had so many faults. At least he decided to turn yeah. the old VCR on that day in March. Yeah, it. I, I agree. I mean, it, especially with where Justin Fields is in his contract, it's just such an even break. And you see Jeremy Fowler putting out that you're going to get a second, at the very least, a second and a third round pick in return for Justin Fields. You take that immediately. Yeah. Like, and it's like people are saying, well, the Bears have to trade down. They have Carolina's one next year. No. They have all of these picks. You should be able to put together an immediate winner for Caleb Williams if you're not an idiot. You have DJ Moore. You have Cole Komet. Their defense is playing well. Like, do whatever you want with Eberflus. Like, that guy's probably a lame duck coach next yeah. year. Your team should be awesome. What do you like? It, the point of getting all these draft picks is to position yourselves to win. You can't win without the quarterback. And that's like, it comes back to our argument about Kyler Murray. The Cardinals roster is terrible. They could be 500 with this roster if Kyler Murray beats the Seahawks this weekend. That's in that's it's emphatically about one position. No position in Vegas is worth more than a point when judging, you know, the spread other than quarterback. I love Trey McBride. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, P. Clary Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, who is playing quarterback for you? Mm-hmm. I I we all know what's gonna happen. Jordan Love is going to undress the Bears. The Bears are going to lose an embarrassing fashion to the Packers, who are white fucking hot. And they're going to move off of Justin Fields. And Bears Twitter is going to be in complete disarray. And we're all going to sit there and we're like, we've been telling you this for weeks. You can romanticize Marvin Harrison Jr. and DJ Moore. It's not happening. And the Cardinals are one loss away from it being a very real reality. Now, I don't want to scare anybody. I looked up the schedules. So the, let's okay. see the draft order one more time. And we're going to do sizing up the schedules later this week. Damon Dog, okay. um, the, the Giants play the Eagles, who like – could either be sitting players or they could be trying to, I would imagine they're going to try to win this game and win it convincingly. They have some mojo going. Mm-hmm. They've been sitting players, uh, you know, kind of indirectly and losing four out of five. So they're going to prioritize this game. The Titans play the Jaguars with the division on the line. So that's not a good sign. The Chargers play the Chiefs who have not been playing great football, who need a tune-up game. Um, if the Cardinals win this weekend, I'm going to make a prediction right now. Cardinals are picking seventh overall. I hate your doomsday. I, I well, does anybody disagree? Prediction. I mean, that's, that's what's happening. Last, last week, you were telling us that they they had a clear path to the top. They did, yeah. and then now they went from one to seven. Congratulations, everybody! I hope you DVR the game last week. Enjoy it this offseason. We're going to need it. <laughs> Uh, Damon's got the picture of me at the combine. This oh, is man. Moments this doesn't help your cause. After what is this? It's hanging out with <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. First off, is that Yosemite Sam? Like, what is going on with the facial hair? <laughs> that, I bought by the way, at, at well, that was, Max. Oh, is the facial hair Nazi? <laughs> First off, yes, that, that jacket, you, you flew to Indianapolis in February, and you didn't have a coat. So you had to go to the local TJ Maxx and buy a jacket because Arizona boy had no idea what the weather was like in the Midwest. The place I'm he a West Coast up. elitist. I don't do cold. 
one more time with the picture. First of all, everybody take a look there. First off, who is that's, this picture for? That's who do you send it to? Form. That's peak mail form right there. And you're <laughs> and you're lying if you say otherwise. Look at the views coming up on the on the podcast. Look at the likes coming up. Me and Anthony Richardson, just guys being dudes at the combine, having a, having a great time, working, doing a job, having a job to be done. <laughs> While Bo composes himself, let me tell you about uh, at Desert Financial Credit Union, the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals for more than 84 years. Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. I'm not sure if Anthony Richardson uses Desert Financial, but the venerable household sure does. Uh, check them out. Checking accounts, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit card investment options, and more. You got a little disposable income here after the new year. Uh, Desert Financial, they can hook you up. If you're an Arizona sports fan, they can double hook you up. There's no better place to do your banking than Desert Financial Credit Union. Represent the Red Sea with the Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. It is sweet. I can tell you. Show your team spirit. Open a free checking account online. Um, DesertFinancial.com. I've done it. It takes like three minutes. You get your debit card in the mail a couple days later. It is seamless. I want convenience with my bank. There's a ton of them all over the valley. Desert Financial Credit Union. Make the smart financial choice. Sign up today. Let's see the picture one more time. We got to see it. Uh, Johnny Venerable at last year's NFL Combine. <laughs> this is your neighbor. He wants to know every single tool you have in your garage. He wants to talk about it in depth. He can name every single tool from the 2023 DeWalt, uh, just in, entire collection. Like, what is this? Who is this guy? This looks this, like this, Ned Flanders, PHMX <laughs> edition. That's somebody who just got finished talking about <laughs> NFL PA grades, and I needed to take a selfie. That's when that news broke. Um, this, this guy has a, a dad joke of the day, no doubt about it. Just just holstered and ready to fire each and every morning. Uh, I got uh, I got, of course, to tell you about becoming a, a diehard. If you want yeah. access, you want to be able to you want to mainline to that guy. You want to be able to talk to him one on one. You can do it in the exclusive member Discord and, and talking about the draft, talking about this upcoming off season. And, I mean, get ahead of it right now. Become a diehard today, and we're talking off se- season every single waking moment uh, before every move made. We're going to start to look at it, you know, which way direction the Arizona Cardinals can go in the draft with prospects or scouting. We're going to be in Mobile. We're going to be at the scouting combine. Uh, we're going to be everywhere, and we're going to be talking about it in the member discord. Uh, we're going to be posting articles and exclusive content at gophnx.com. And the only way to access the full site is Penguin Diehard today, gophnx.com. Also, becoming a, a diehard, you get a free shirt, hat you're choosing each and every year uh you can also check out which one of those you want go to the phnxlocker.com see the full merchandise locker right now in all its glory great uh great selections there already do a little super chat action here ben cork another super chat two dollars thank you my guy a division win for this coaching staff would be money they need it they are own five right now and as much as i love the wins against pittsburgh philadelphia dallas this this division is a gauntlet of Hall of Fame level head coaches. It, Gannon needs to show that, that he can compete with these guys, and I think it would be great. I mean, get a division win and couple it with Kyler Murray playing 500 ball with this team. That, that'd be pretty awesome. Kyle, 699. Thank you so much, Kyle. We appreciate you, my guy. Diehard Cards fan from Ottawa, Canada. Well, thank you so much. Going to my first game in the desert this week. Awesome. Nice. Uh, against Seattle, bittersweet because a dub puts his – in that five win, uh, yeah, listen, Low, we just broke yeah. it down. We, enjoy the game, first of all. Root for them to win. 
Uh, live in the moment. We'll deal with the draft implications later. Kyle, have a have an absolute blast, yeah. my guy. Johnny tells you that, and he's already saying they're falling to seven. Yeah. <laughs> Just prepare for it. Donnie, Johnny draft. I'm saying they're going to win the day. game. Yeah. Topic 64, a friend of the program. Absolutely. Uh, 499 Super Chat. Thank you so much. Topic 64 Alt, MHJ, Rome, Fashionu. One of these guys should be our first pick. Absolutely. I, you can't go wrong with any of those That's guys. That's right now. Yeah. I mean, Fashionu and all top tackles in the draft, trying to figure out and decipher, you know, who is the consensus top tackle. And that's going to be what's going to be fun about this pre-draft process to see those guys light up combine stats, pro days, putting up, you know, huge numbers as far as their size goes, uh, their agility, their quickness, uh, and, of course, their strength. Um, Joe Alt, though, 6'8", 20 years old, uh, just a dad young, played in the NFL. What more do you want? Notre Dame churns out, you know, NFL <laughs> offensive lineman Chase. Oh, Chase with the chat of the day. New profile pick. What have, it's, I, done? Uh, <laughs> what have I done? Johnny at the combine with his his creepy stash <laughs> and an all time self. That's that's a great move from Chase. We got another super. Chase. This guy's been killing me all day for for my stash, Johnny. Yeah, it's really brutal over here. But are you taking selfies? Can I say something? Yeah. Like my, that wasn't a stash. That was my facial hair grows out like that. Yeah. I have just a much fuller stash than anywhere else. Like this is all just kind of, I mean, it's a little bit pubic. And then this goes heavy in the paint. So yeah, I can't get a full luscious here. This is, this is what, this is what I get. (laughs) This is cards after dark at uh, five forty five. topic 64, 499. Rumor we're saying that Washington and New York are ready to give it all up for the number one pick. If they should, if, here's some logic for you, Chicago Bears fandom. If other teams are trading multiple ones for the right to take Caleb Williams and your quarterback is worth a day two pick, um, what decision should you make, dummies? Should you maybe <laughs> take the quarterback that everybody thinks is worth two to three ones? Or let's go with our guy that somebody might give us like a third rounder for. Awesome. Right. Great. Great stuff, guys. I mean, Washington is in a, in a prime spot, but if they if they fall in love with Caleb Williams with the room mill is saying right now, like they're willing in a new ownership, Josh Harris, they're willing to just the entire world for it, then great. But man, uh, love to see some of that just fighting at the top for, for the quarterback position and the best non-quarterback can fall in the lap of the Arizona Cardinals. Like, Losing and going to the third overall selection, it feels like as long as it's just not a, a brutal performance on, on Sunday. Deuce jumping in with a $2 super chat. There's a pick of someone who chooses Dak over K1, throwing back to Johnny Venerable's quarterback rankings. You look like a just a, a Dak truther there in your in Oh, your Dak pick. Prescott, MVP candidate. Uh, and I predicted candidate. that to happen. Uh, Dak Prescott also uh, made sure that your boy didn't end up at Waffle House um, <laughs> need, needing all kinds of vaccines uh, and carrying me for two months. So, uh, wrenches and rants. How dare you, sir, bring in this slanderous material into your show? There's no Get, need to talk about who's going to Waffle House right now. I didn't bring up who it is, but you know, we should just do that. The voice of our general manager, sweet, yeah. sweet man, Mr. Saul Bookman, <laughs> headed to Waffle House. I got all my vaccines. I'm good to go. <laughs> Saul's a big dude. He can carry himself. I would have been fresh meat for anybody at that point. <laughs> I would have been the bell of the ball at that Waffle House, and you, I would have been live streaming 
from the, the corner booth and just fearful for my life. So that's not what that's not what that picture Damon dog, but the picture one more time. It just, th- this looks like a guy who's a professional, uh, just patron of the Waffle house. Johnny's combine picture. Doesn't this guy look like he's got his own booth. He's that's got his, his usual. He knows the, the people at Waffle house saw that I wouldn't make it out. Alive. I mean, to be fair, you look like you work at Waffle house with this picture. So one of us, one of us. Wrenches and Rants, nine ninety nine. Yes. Had a blast watching Philly YouTube lose their oh, effing minds. Oh, man. Plus, watch uh, PHLY channel. And wow, JG is the absolute worst person. They should get them get the doll out and show where JG hurt them. Oh, are they still blaming Gannon for all their problems? <laughs> Maybe blame your head coach, who might be legitimately the biggest fraud. Josina Anderson put out a cryptic post that said that potentially an NFC East head coach could be fired. Uh, and not so many words. And people are connecting the dots. That, like if Nick Sirianni, let's say if they lose in the first round in an embarrassing fashion, that they could potentially fire Nick Sirianni. <laughs> uh, I mean, R- Ron Rivera's he's out. No, right? not named Ron Rivera, though. Not named like, Ron Rivera. Yeah. So Let you me can see add another. Can, anybody, can anybody keep me honest with the, what the report was? She tweeted out something cryptic, mm-hmm. basically saying like somebody not named Ron Rivera could get the ax in the NFC East. I believe this podcast said this offseason, Philadelphia was the easiest team to project to go backwards. As fraudulent as they are, that's a little unfair considering the guy had his top two coordinators poached. Cry about it. That's what I say. I'm not crying. I'm just trying to be logical about it. (laughs) Philly's going to run the guy out of town a year removed from going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Sure. Go for it. Here it is. Change is circling the NFC East. One potential move would be unexpected. Okay. That makes more sense. I mean, that would, because Rivera is tapping, right? It's inevitable yeah, at this for point. Sure. But Ron's, uh, Ron's doing a nice job not helping the Cardinals draft pick. I, I know we're, we're enjoying, like, obviously getting buckets and buckets of, of Philly tears, right? And our friends of PHLY, you know, they had Baldy on today. Man, was he frank about some of the players that they drafted, especially some of those Georgia players like Jordan Davis. He's like, what are they even dressing him for? He, the guy is severely overweight. And not playing up to his first round <laughs> selection. Baldy said that it was picked up and it's gotten a lot of traction on social media. Nice. I say, nice. check out that Baldy. interview, man. And Baldy's yeah. going to join us tomorrow, as I said, and uh, expect it. He was there. He was, he was calling the game. He was mixing up with Cardinals players. I can't wait to hear his insights on this one tomorrow. Like this video, subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. The last week of the 2023 2024 regular season culminates this weekend if you're not at the game with my dear dear friend bo brock come out to gila river resorts and casinos myself damon dog uh britain golden ever heard of him nfl receiver arizona cardinal standout we've got some jerseys to give away i'm oh, hearing man. on the the twitter streets the slack streets here on my cell phone if you're in attendance you've got a chance to win some signed merch um kyler murray potentially uh some other arizona cardinal standouts signed i think they're new jerseys uh, I'll have that co- confirmed tomorrow. But Gila River Resorts and Casinos come out this weekend, blow out. It's our it's our preamble draft party is what we're going to call it. Since the Cardinals could get their fifth win, but they're going to cement their draft place this weekend. Come do it with us live. It's a blast. You do have to be 21 years and up to, to partake. Man, the food's fantastic. I cannot wait to see everybody out there. We celebrate the, the end of the rebuild. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call right now. The rebuild ends this weekend with us at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. The Jersey thing, seeing some of the names here and like basically you show up, you're almost guaranteed walking out with an autographed Jersey. We're going to have a lot, a lot of them. How about Kyler Murray, 
James Conner, Zayvon Collins. The, the I jersey want that for me. could be that, yours. Those, yeah, I want those guys interest you. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna put on a fake mustache, walk in and out of the door to say, uh, I, "I'm Ronnie Venerable. Uh, I am here because I'm showing up for the watch party." I'd Just like don't use stuff. a fake ID, <laughs> uh, dudes. Two dollars super chat, Johnny, Jeremy. Oh, come on, uh, covers the creep <laughs> and mustache. I'm glad I could provide the internet with more of my humiliation after the yeah. beer chug that wasn't, and now. You know, I thought that that pick was pretty fire. Whatever. No. Uh-huh. Wasn't. The it show wasn't was fire. Pick. We had a we had a fire. We were fired up today. Talk Cardinal football every single day. 4.30 here on the YouTube streets. Subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube. You have made us the number one Arizona Cardinal podcast for a reason. Uh, and we thank all of you. Again, become a diehard. The party does not stop. It's going on all night in our member Discord. We love all of you. Like this video, subscribe, follow us, PHNX Cardinals on Twitter. For Bo Brock, Damon Dog, I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back on a Wednesday. Baldies Breakdowns. See you then. We all silly like the mayor. 